My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot what I'm fighting for. When the weight of the world keeps you up at night. When you're It's really going to be the key to this whole thing, the end. And it's not hard in principle, but I think it's hard in execution for so many because so many are still getting wrapped up into the emotions of this war, which is truly being waged on the head and not the heart. The real victory is overcoming that and being solid in our foundation in Jesus and truly being focused in that relationship with God through our heart and literally putting on that helmet of salvation and imagining that to be that protective shield from the nonsense that keeps being 
pounded at people to get them to be demoralized, angry, fearful, anxiety-driven, hate-filled, whatever that is. That's victory for the enemy. And we really need to be moving to a place where it's victory on our terms, not victory on the enemy's terms. Right now, Patriots, there's a lot of turmoil in the market, a lot of things going on, and a lot of uncertainty ahead, obviously. In uncertain times, the most stable thing you can do when it comes to money, investments, in particular 401ks and IRAs, is to get yourself anchored in something that has been consistent over time, and that's precious metals. The folks at Birch Gold are there to help, and they specialize in getting your IRA and your 401k put into a precious metals-backed tax-deferred account. So I would highly recommend you reach out to them. I think it's a critical time and an important time to do that. The changes that are ahead of us are significant. I don't know what they look like, and we want to be as best protected as we can. So text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. And you'll get a free info kit from Birch Gold, and then from there you can educate yourself and decide if that's what you need to do and what's the best thing for you, which I think in the end is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, we're dealing with a paper currency that's under it's a war being waged against it by BRICS nations and the rest of the world pretty much hates it because they have to be enslaved by it. And the world can't be free until that dollar is gone. But we need to protect what we have. That's good stewardship. So, again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get your free info kit today. Today, they've started the conference with BRICS, Brazilian um which is a combination of Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. In the Brazilian press, they reported today that BRICS is going to expand by five members, which will likely be Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Iran, UAE, and Argentina. These alliances are constitute 40% of the global population and a significant portion of the world's GDP. So... We are in a pretty interesting time on that front. And while all that's waging and they're trying to keep you distracted with masks and new COVID con stuff, we are still not finding the truth that actually went on in Lahaina. In the video that came out today, which is a compilation of footage for some of the best footage yet of the drone of the site with drone footage that was done by and I keep forgetting his name, but he's he will get it posted in t- Telegram. I've mentioned him a couple times this last week. He's just rock solid. And he's been doing this in spite of all the haters that are out there. He's been doing this to get the information out to the people. We are starting to see a pattern evolve as to really what the driving force is in these lockdowns. And it's because what we're noticing is a consistency of buildings of color blue that weren't burned. Most of these buildings appear to be burned from the inside out. And that in itself is disturbing, which obviously points more and more, as I have said from the beginning, this looks like a directed energy attack. This is a a directed energy attack with many other aspects to it. Let's be clear. Cloud seeding, magnesium, aluminum, 
in, in the air and other chemicals to, that are accelerants, probably some pyrotechnics or incendiaries on the ground, likely arsonists involved as well, police that are complicit in shutting ex- escape routes, mayor is complicit in not wanting to move supplies quickly, nor is he telling the truth, the governor that's complicit in this whole idea of it being a smart city. I mean, we just go on the list, the billionaires that are complicit in trying to buy up Hawaii and buy up the land from the people they refuse to sell. And the consequence of refusing their authority and doing the right thing is they just burned them to death. I want you to hear this piece. This came from somebody in, in the islands today. I'll just leave it at that. They've asked to remain anonymous. Thank you for sending this if you're listening. Um, I appreciate I really appreciate the information that's being sent, and I also want to say this before I play this. It's bad enough that this happened. It's bad enough that this would happen anywhere in the world. What I find appalling right now is that not only is there a media blackout on truth, but there's such a small percentage of people that are keeping the story in the front. And I, I can't quite understand this. I realize that it may seem like a repetitive cycle to, to go over and over Lahaina, but, and maybe it's because people don't think there's anything they can do about it, which I believe we can, and we're going to pray on it tonight and really give it authority. But here, here's the bottom line. And I mentioned this once before. I've suffered through the fires that we know, a series of fires in 2020 that were started and initiated by this sort of mechanisms. There's no question. We have the evidence. And that means directed energy combined with arsonists, combined with cloud seeding, all this other garbage. And like every fire cycle that happens here in mainland, it goes by, there's a big drama in the media, and then it's forgotten. We multiply that by 100 when we get to the islands because they're isolated. They don't have the latitude to move about. And there's a resource issue going on there as well that's very real and very critical. I don't quite understand the heart of the American public that will give and give and give financially to any stupid cause across the globe. I mean, literally, like, somebody has, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, look at this. We're going to, we have a little tornado that hit our village and Americans dump in all this money. You want to send a mission overseas, churches pour in the money. But when it comes to domestic issues and supporting our own, it's crickets. Churches fail. People fail. I, I don't get it. And I'm not talking to people here because we're, we're all frustrated. Those that want to participate with financial support, we only have one avenue right now, and that is the spreadsheet that Edward Dowd did, which, again, um, I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to take it over myself this weekend and go through it because it's not getting done. And I'm going to sort through it. I'm going to start setting up groups, and I'll get it done by the end of the weekend, and then we'll just put it out there. And we will have people sign up. And that's another thing. I mean, I, we need people to step up and start organizing in groups to adopt a family. I'm just going to be blunt. I can't do that alone. But the only way we can have an effective hit on Lahaina is to be able to do what they've needed. They've set up Venmo accounts. They've set up GoFundMes. And they need help. And we need to be organizing into an adopt-a-family collective, small teams, to support them. And so I'll 
get with Hannah, and we'll see what we can do by the end of the weekend. Just try to get this thing in a way we can sign it up. I'm going to talk to my web guy, see if there's something we can do to make it easy to sign up and get it done. Because it's not going to get done by itself. I know everybody's busy, but my problem is that if we don't, I'm not, we, we need to be taking initiatives, okay? And if I sound a little frustrated tonight, I, I'm frustrated on a lot of levels, not at anybody in particular, but I'm, I'm frustrated at this attitude in America that unless it's ready to go, we let it go. I mean, like, if unless it's like, you know, it's all ready and all I have to do is sign up and give some money, we, we just drop the ball on stuff. And, and I can't, I can't rationalize that. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding what the hell has happened to us. You know, if, if Red Cross goes out here across the world, which I can't stand Red Cross, and they throw up the flag and they go, oh, there's an earthquake in Haiti. And like all of a sudden people, or somebody better yet, earthquake in Haiti. And someone says, I've got a nonprofit. And everybody starts throwing money at it. And it's like, okay, we feel good now. We've done something. Now let's forget about Haiti. While the Clintons go in and steal kids and do whatever, right? And Haiti's not a is not even part of the United States, other than the fact that they send us all their dirtbags out of jail in the Clint and the Carter administration and they flooded South Florida. We have people that are Americans. They're, Hawaii is a state. It's not our little go-to paradise that we expect a bunch of people that live on the island to kiss our butt, which is too many people do that, just so I say it. They're a state. So that would constitute in these words, they are Americans. And I just don't understand how we're getting to a place where we're not 100% focused. I don't care whether you believe in do or whether you directed energy or whether you think it was a fire of natural causes or whether you think it's some sort of ridiculous, you know, belief that the, the hot winds lit a match and caused the whole thing to happen. Whatever your, whatever your shtick is that you want to believe in, and if you want to believe the lies, fine. The human carnage is real. This human carnage is not something to, we are debating about. I mean, the, the numbers are being completely downplayed because I think the government is so fearful and in my opinion, I mean, the way that I see this, what has happened here is every one of these, excuse me, but I just have to say it, every one of these shit bags out there that is running this, this state down to the damn mayor has been bought off at some level and knew that this thing was coming. There's all sorts of evidence that they knew this thing was coming. And they literally sacrificed their own people for what? And so... That's that's the critical crime because we have a devastation of a town. Let's just say we didn't have bodies missing. That town's gone. There's nothing left. If you haven't lived through a moment in your life where you lose everything, it, it's it's the emotional shock of what's going on in Lahaina. I can relate to in a small way, but I can't imagine the emotional shock of not only losing your stuff, but then having to just witness the ashes of your stuff and then know that there are bodies and incinerated bodies all over that place. Neighbors, your friends, people you used to hang out with, people you would see, kids that would play in the street, they're gone. 
We've got to do better. And there's nothing biblical about turning our back on our own. And I don't know where this loving heart aspect that we love to talk about and preach in a nation where the, you know, and everybody else in the world's like, oh, great, something happened. Let's go to the Americans. We'll get some free cash out of them. That's the world to us. And then when something happens to our own, we're like, ooh, I don't, I don't know if I want to give to that. That's kind of shaky. They might be talking about directed energy or something. I mean, what, what's wrong with us? And by the way, for those, anybody out there listening, if you're one of those skeptics, it's like, I don't really know if this is directed energy. Look, you don't have houses that are painted blue, untouched by the fire, and everything else is incinerated to ash because the fire winds happened to just change direction when it saw the color blue. This is a frequency issue, and that's why these houses that were painted blue didn't burn. Take a listen to this. It's about a minute, 20 seconds. This will give you an insight. I'm a flight attendant. I'm in Maui. I got picked up by my shuttle driver to go to the hotel earlier, and he was just explaining all the tragic events, obviously, that have happened this week in Maui with the fires. He was saying that the news isn't even covering the gifs of it and that the news has only confirmed 103 bodies dead as of today, and they have already confirmed here on the island of Maui that over 480 people have been confirmed dead. They're only 13% through the town of Lahaina with going through the houses to find the dead bodies. He is volunteering his time going into the homes to collect the bodies. He works part-time at the morgue. And he is just, the stories he told me, you guys, of what he saw and what he witnessed during that time is absolutely gut-wrenching. He found so many children, children and moms holding each other, infants, toddlers, the unimaginable, husbands and wives, whole entire family in a room just huddling together burning to death. He's collecting, it's all bones. So he's grabbing the bones with the ash, shoveling them into body bags. They have no more room on the island in the morgue. So they are shipping in containers to hold these body bags. People were running into the ocean to escape the flames. They, the flames came so fast, burnt all the boats and went over the surface level of the ocean and was just burning people left and right. People were burning in their cars. I mean, this is absolutely tragic, and the news hasn't even come close to covering what's really going on here on the island of Maui. So, that's just horrific. And I'm just, as I'm just going through this, I can, you can almost hear the voices of Americans out here that are like, oh, that's, we can't trust her. She's just a flight attendant. Oh, she's making that story up. That's why I said in, in the earlier show today, if you happen to be one that is passing that real raw news crap around right now about Marines on the ground hunting down FEMA, stop. Stop. Please, stop. There is zero evidence that there's, there's not even a confirmed report of gunshots of anybody. And it, all that does is detract away from some Clancy Entertainment blog that distracts away from the real issue here, which is there are children that are literally incinerated to death with their families. Someone put up uh, Kramer, you know, I think it's Kramer. He's, um, he does some pretty good pieces, but he was asking the question tonight, just legitimate question. I think I can pull it up. I'll just, I'll have you play it. I'll play it for you. Hang on a second, because I think it's important to hear it. And, and, and we're looking at this and here, just take a listen. Not quite sure how to ask this question, so I'm just going to ask it. Where are the grieving parents? 
the parents of all the kids that are supposed to be missing, the ones that we don't know anything about, the ones who may have died at home and have been heard from, where are the parents? Where are the parents demanding that they get to go in and find their kids? Where are the parents? Where are the grandparents? Where are the aunts? Where are the uncles? I know there's a lot of suffering going on, but we've been led to believe that there are a lot of dead kids in Maui. Where are the parents? I think the question's legitimate, but if we match that with the reports of what's coming out apparently from the coroner in the morgue's office, I'm not, I'm not going to draw a conclusion, but I'm going to say that it would seem possible, more than possible, that they're all dead, burned to death. See, I think the carnage that happened over there is so great It's just incredible. And and the problem with some of this, it, it, I'm going to ding on them tonight because I just am in that mood tonight. It's the piece of, you know, like we have Q and then we have the Q cult. And, of course, it's going to be something like, well, I can find a Q post and I mean, it says this and it says it's going to be a very hot month in August or August is a very hot month. And, um, you know, white hats are in control These are the same people that when the vax came out and I wrote in my Twitter feed that this vax was literally the beginning of transhuman agenda. I literally had these same nut jobs writing to me and in fury that I, there is, this was a, this was HCQ that was actually in the vax and the vax was a, was not real. Even though we could produce the evidence of the contracts between DOD and the vaccine manufacturers to show that there was actually an, an order made for very specific things. This is the sort of nonsense we don't need right now. This event is unbelievable and its magnitude and the scale and the, the thing about a fire it gives it, this is far greater than anything we understand this is why I go back to the frequency weapon because if, if someone burns in a fire typically the temperature of the, of the normal flames even if it's a house on fire there's flesh on there's charred flesh on the bones they're not finding much of that at least from the reports we're getting the real reports, and I'm obviously mainstream media is mum, and just like going along like, la, da, 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 don't look here, don't worry about it, we're sorry, we're not going to talk about the thing in there because if we do, then we'll have to get ugly and then we'll have to be good, so we don't want that, so we're just going to go along and we're going to pretend that nothing happened. And that's where I go with where I started tonight, which is truly like, what happened to us as a nation? You know? When I was in the Guard, the Oregon Army National Guard, I'm going to tell you one of the coolest things I ever did. It was when I got mobilized to go fight on the Silver Fire, which was in Southern Oregon. It was a massive fire. And why did it feel so good? Because you had an opportunity in uniform to serve your nation and help the people of your nation instead of some rat hole with a bunch of sand diggers out there that were going out and trying to kill you. I don't understand how we have become so apathetic to helping our own. I mean, there are sufferings out here. And, and you know, what are we? what's going to be the next thing? It's like, oh, well, you're watching a movie. Don't worry. It's all scripted. It's not real. Okay. 
I don't understand where the lack of, I don't even understand where we aren't seeing a, a national sense of pain or even people calling for a national day of mourning for Lahaina, a national day of prayer for Lahaina. Okay, we'll do it. I'm going to do it. Screw it. We're going to do it. Um, I have to think of a date. Find a date. We'll do, we're going to just make it Saturday morning. We're going to start it out. It's going to be a national day of prayer, a national day kicked off with our prayer on Sunday, a national day of prayer for Lahaina. I'm not going to, someone said September 21st. What type of nut stuff is that? I'm not going to wait a month. It's the first day of Bards Fest. We need to do it now. We need prayers for Lahaina. So Saturday, pass it around. Saturday is the National Day of Prayer for Lahaina. And if we need to do another one, we will. But we're going to kick it off Saturday morning. So Saturday, National Day of Prayer for Lahaina. We'll get it out. I just, man, it's just, it's just this totally beyond me. I don't think I've heard of a single, I've heard of a couple of churches doing some great humanitarian lifts of, a, of a stuff. And I'm, I'm, man, hat tip and congratulations. But have you heard one single church call for a national day of prayer for Lahaina? I mean, it's like suddenly, oh, they're that, is, is Maui in, in the 50 states? I thought Maui was a vacation spot that I could go to like Club Med. Is Hawaii in, in the 50 states? I thought it was another country. That's going to be like 90% of your Gen Zers and, and millennials that got an education in public school, right? I just read this. It takes time to get it out in the nation. No, it doesn't. If God wants it, we make it happen. That's how it's done. We put it to God. Have faith in him. I haven't heard of a single set of prayers being called for by churches. So we got to take the initiative. We can do one. We can do another day for prayers we want, but they need prayers. I'm calling all, all people. I'll call. I'm going to call down to uh, Glad Tidings Church, see if they'll join us, which I know they will. Oh, my goodness. Stuff is burning my tail tonight. There's like 400,000 or more churches in the United States, and we have one church out here apparently that's done something. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, if we reflect back on what's going on in Lahaina, and people really understood the magnitude of what this is, we have to, we have to sit back and realize that this is the part of the plan to do it to us. And so... I could go back to the fires that we had here in 2020. And I've used that reference to Talent, Oregon, which was a small community. I think I think it had like 1,500 people, something like that. Talent, Oregon was erased by fire, burned out. It was in the media, in the national media. And then it just kind of goes away. And... When it goes away, it's just literally like, oops, you know, oh, that's right. That town got burned down. And it's, it's almost like 
we go into this strange mode as a culture. Now, again, I'm speaking to this audience of Bards Nation, and I know you're all awake. But, I mean, this is the reality of us looking at our nation and understanding what it is and what's and asking the questions of what happened to us as a nation. How did we get to a place where when suffering happens to us and destruction happens to us, that we're, that we're willing to accept the trauma or the drama and trauma of the suffering, but we're not willing to follow through to see the healing and restoration. I don't get that. And the only way I can explain this is that that's truly the hand of the devil that has just dug in hard and people have accepted that lie. We have a father of restoration and love. We don't have a father of destruction and pain. We don't have that. And somehow, in all of that we are doing, the father of destruction and pain is literally winning the day. And I think it's, I think honestly, even though I've, you know, I keep coming back to this passage, it's going to be just, that's the week we're in. But Ezekiel 34, I think the answer's here. As I'm sitting here and I'm just kind of listening to Father and I'm being nudged to look at 34, Ezekiel 34, I think the answer is here. And I think this is the answer of why we have arrived where we are. So let me read this again. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, prophecy against the shepherds of Israel. And he's prophesying against them. Prophecy and say to them, the spiritual shepherds, which would be our people in the church, like the skinny jean pulpit. Thus says the Lord God, woe, judgment is coming to the spiritual shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. There's the key, feeding themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock, question mark, and there is an X piece. They're not feeding the flock, so the flock learns only about feeding themselves. You eat the fat, the choicest of meat, clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter best of the livestock, but you do not feed the flock. So a flock is going to represent that who, who leads, the, is going to represent the shepherd. So if the shepherds aren't leaning in and doing this and simply more worried about their damn offering plate or whatever you know agenda they've got on the, on the time and not listening and into where Father's guiding us, not reaching out to where the pain and suffering is of our own in this nation, worried about sending some, somebody, some mission to Africa or to Mexico, trying to raise money for another $50 million Gulfstream jet because it's the best way to do ministry. I mean, that's real. That's going on. Worried about coming up on stage without having the current face peel you've done, Olstein. You know, I mean, th this is the sort of nonsense that goes on in the dead stone walls. The church has been corrupted. It's the shepherds that are not leading the flock. You have not strengthened those who are weak. This is so important in this passage. I want you to listen to this. This is Ezekiel 34, 4. You have not strengthened. This is speaking to the shepherds. You have not strengthened those who are weak. You have not healed the sick. You have not bandaged the crippled. You have not brought back those gone astray. You have not looked for the lost, 
but you have ruled them with force and violence. That means in every church there is supposed to be strengthening of the weak, healing the sick, healing the crippled, bringing back those that have gone astray. I could argue that's bringing back the dead, both spiritual and physical. You have not looked for the lost. Wow. That's, that's the judgment prophecy that's coming out of Ezekiel 34. And none of that's happening in the most of the churches in America these days. This is what Pastor Dave Bryant refers to as the great American religious enterprise. And he's, he's dead on because we're list, we've now become this sort of like, what are we going to do about Lina? I'll just pray. Okay, I'm good. Glad I came to church today. I got that off my chest. Whew. All right. Um, next week, Pastor, let's not talk about Lahaina. Let, let's go talk about um, a, another passage so we can get some interesting work in the Bible. Don't bring up Lahaina again. I mean, that's, that's kind of what happens to us. And it's nuts. I, this, this is a nation where we just spent, what, 2011, 2001, all the way to 2002. 2020, 20, 20, 20, or like 2020, 2021. So roughly 20 some years, we were pouring in billions into Afghanistan to help rebuild the nation. We have special forces teams on the ground. We have regular soldiers on the ground. We have med caps, which is when special forces go into villages. We had medical facilities. We poured in money through the State Department to build hospitals and to build and to train Afghans. We flew them over to the States to get training. We flew them to Europe to get training. We were there. If there was an if there was an earthquake, which happened a number of times, the military mobilized all of its assets to start flying in with Chinooks and doing incredible things from the air to bring in relief supplies, to bring in water, to bring in tents. All of this stuff happened. Literally immediate mobilizations like you've never seen before. And here we have Lahaina. I verified this before the show. There's a carrier battle group stationed approximately 30 miles from there. Now, let me let me put this in proper perspective, because that would be Pearl Harbor, and that's roughly 30 miles. It could be a little bit more. It could be a little bit off, but it's roughly, okay? So here, here's what I want to get to you. Uh, a carrier travels at a, at a noted and a recorded, or I should say a publicly posted speed of a carrier is about 24 knots. Its actual speed in an emergency can go close to 40 knots. So a distance in the sea of 30 miles at, we'll just give them, we'll just say at 30 knots equal to the distance is less than 30 minutes travel to bring a nuclear aircraft carrier that has all the capacity to give that island power, relief, water, air assets, everything they need to deploy on the ground, remove FEMA and take over that entire damn island with all the Marines that are on board and fix that place. And with CBs coming in, they could literally start reconstruction yesterday on different areas and they could have had housing already built with the CBs and the people would be in good housing and good control and they would have Marines out there safely taking care of them. But none of that's happening. Not a bit. So if we're not asking these questions... As Americans, if we are not pressing into that and then doing greater, which is us 
doing our prayers to to secure that. And that's literally where this comes in. And I think this is where, I mean, we're just going to close this here tonight in a really important point and just kind of, God just kind of opened that door. And I just love where we just, we just arrived. So bear with me. We're at a point right now where we have just witnessed the complete and total failure of everything that we would have counted on in our country to work. Red Cross is gone. FEMA's out there blocking the media out, trying to do something, who knows what, but keeping people from delivering supplies. We know that's happening. And, I, and there's nothing good about FEMA anyway. If every one of those FEMA people got thrown in Gitmo, I'd probably see if I could send them thank you cards to every Marine that was part of sending them there. And I would send FEMA a little Christmas card to say, I'm so glad you're here because that's the best place you could possibly be. You've worked hard to get here. There's not a single FEMA person out there that I think is worth their salt. But I digress. So we have a situation here where we have witnessed the complete and total failure of every single aspect of our society that was supposed to work to help our fellow country men and women. Hawaii feels to a large degree that it's still a subject of colonialism, which is probably somewhat true. And if there was any doubt about it, they are living through the hell of what it's like to be an island held for military strategic purposes that no one gives a rip about the people. They just want the piece of land so we have a better way to mount our laser weapons, a better way to mount our dew weapons, a better way to have our phased array radar systems, a better launch pad to launch an attack towards China, Japan, the Pacific Rim, whatever. But in the end of the day, the true answer to this equation, if we look at what's happening now, the testimony by action is no one in our government cares about Hawaii and the islands, Maui, Lahaina. So when you start to hear the tremors, which is coming, of seceding from the union and establishing an independent Hawaii, there is no discussion as to why that should happen. Let's be clear. But we've also learned something else here. And this is a question which I've been beat on since last Saturday, and it's something I'm just continuing to push into because of what the Lord showed me. The failure in our government, the failure in our military, the failure in every aspect of humanitarian assistance. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, it just infuriates me when I even say those words because I know what type of assets sit on those carriers. It's just so, and, and the, what the Navy could deliver right now in a heartbeat, in 30 minutes to an hour with the right mobilization orders, what the, but, but let's hold on a minute. The Navy is very concerned right now about a new variant, so they're going to be masking everybody up like everybody else in the service because so many commanders are so concerned about their officer rating report that they're literally going to go out there and sniff the butt of Joe Biden rather than do the right thing for the people in Lahaina. And it takes a commander to have a set of, a spine to say, you know what, we're mobilizing all of our fleet that we have there to do the right thing as a commander and forget the commander in chief and help the people of the United States. Now, all that said, and it's not happening, but the resources are there. They have search and rescue. They have the technical capability. They have everything they need on those ships, including hospital ships, to tend to the people in, and in this chaos of moment. But it ain't happening. And that is ultimately where we arrive. An important moment of realization and acceptance because we have to let go of our hope that the corrupt cabal will do anything 
that the United States corporation that's bankrupt physically and morally will do anything, that the corrupted value architecture of leadership that is so bankrupt in our nation will do anything. We are now in a position of accepting that we can. Yes, I did say that. We can. Romans 8. And it's Romans 8 where it says, Romans 8, 19, For the anxious longing of creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from the slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. That's us. And so there we arrive tonight at the most beautiful part of all of this rough ride to this story. The closing idea that brings us to a point where we start to realize truly in Scripture, in Romans 8, we have the authority of creation gifted to us by Father God. And it's simply waiting for us to step into the role as the sons of God. And it's there that we can make a difference. We can pray and we can pray through our Father to see that land healed, to see the children restored, to see the families raised from the dead, to see the sacred tree grow again, and to do that with the blessing of the Holy Spirit. And that's where I'm going to close tonight by praying into that. So join me if you will. Father, with the authorities given to us by our Savior, Jesus. Father, we are, we are going to declare, even by the words given to us in Romans 8, 19, for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Father, hear our hearts and see our hearts, for we were now here in a place to be revealed as the sons of God. And wherever we lack in this moment to make that full reveal possible, Father, we pray for the wisdom and the guidance to allow us to step into that place, to have that door opened that only you can open, to allow us now to step into the mightiness of what it is to be the stewards of this earth, to be the true sons of God as, as creation eagerly awaits us. Father, we sit here in just difficult pain, a heaviness on our heart as we reflect on the destruction of Lahaina. And thanks to an unbelievable propaganda state, there's probably not a person out here that one point or another is asking too many questions about this. When I say that, Father, it's a simple fact. People are missing. Homes are destroyed. Evidence is surfacing of the massive level of destruction. Bones are being found. Ashes are being found. But life is not. Father, in the authorities given to us by Jesus, please hear our hearts. Hear the pain in our hearts. Hear the pleading for mercy in our hearts. So, Father, we're praying to raise the dead, to raise the dead land to its glory, to raise the dead tree, the sacred tree, to its glory, to restore the children, to restore the families, to raise the dead. Father, we, we say these prayers in just somewhat of a blind faith. 
we're walking into a space that we have never done. Not of this magnitude. We hear stories of people doing individual acts. We're asking for something greater. We're not asking for one. We're asking for the many that have been destroyed over there. And if, Father, if they carry sins, then we're praying for the forgiveness of those sins for those people. If that land is burdened by some form of sin, be it idolatry or old ancient ways, we're asking for the cleansing of the Holy Spirit and the remembrance of the blood of Christ to forgive those sins. And we're asking for a raising of this land to awaken it, to make this a moment of miracle for the world to witness that can be undeniable, to see the sacred tree grow in its mightiness, not in years, but in days, to see this land spark with green again and the richness of the vegetation, not in years, but in days to see and hear the voices of the children and their families and the joyness of this, to restore them into this place, to raise the dead. Father, hear our prayers. We humbly place ourselves before the throne and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have the ability to do this. I, I just keep saying this and there's no doubt in my heart but I know this, it might take a hundred times, a thousand times to do that prayer. But I'm all in on that. Because I know this, I know that when people, and I, and I know there's going to be people that bail on this, they're like, I don't like what you're doing. I'm going, good, whatever. Don't care. God's put it on my heart. That's the direction I'm going. So we have to lean in and trust in the power of prayer in this. Such an amazing thing. Because we can do this. We can't forget them because if we forget them, we forget who we are. So just for the word to Lahaina and all those in Maui, you're in our hearts. We're praying for you. And we're praying for miracles that are beyond what most people imagine as miracles. We see this as normal because we know this can be done. And for all those out there listening, they're wondering, Saturday, we're spending the beginning of prayer on Lahaina again on Saturday, but it should be everywhere around this globe, everywhere on this day. So between now and Saturday, let tell people to pray for, for Lahaina on Saturday. I don't know how big it's going to be. Is it a national prayer day? No, it's a global prayer day for anybody that can hear about it and we'll do it. And we'll do it again if we need to. And we probably will. Thank you all. Thank you, truly. Such amazing times we live in. And we're only going to get through this with our eyes on Christ. That I know. But we're not going to be able to heal unless we lean into him and truly have faith and listen to the words of what we truly are. We are the children of the Most High. We have to walk like it. We have to proclaim those authorities like it with a humble, loving, and forgiving heart. And we have to know that at one point or another, no matter how long it will take, our prayers will be answered. Never give up. Never bow. Always stand 
and fight. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest depth. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body. Oh. Close to me, look how it is.